<laughs> All right, you guys ready? Absolutely. All right. We tried. We couldn't Audio find speed, it. speed, and here we go. Welcome to the podcast that is guaranteed to improve not only your photography, but your mind, body, and spirit as well. Full of interviews with the top image makers in the industry, where we talk photography, drink whiskey, and fill up the bathtub with high life and PBR. So grab a juice box, a handful of unsalted almonds, and get ready for the show. Instructor Kelly Robitaille back on the show. Thanks for coming back. You're so lucky. It's good. I know. Good to see you. <laughs> Me too. And I've also got co-host David Parrish and Johnny Edward. Hello. In the building. Johnny is wearing some Elton John glasses for everybody that can't see. I know. Johnny looks like Elton John. I'm a tiny dancer. Let's be honest. It's fine. <laughs> we'll just leave that be. Kelly, let's catch up. Hi. What's what's changed in the last year? Lots. I know. Yeah, you've, it's you've been busy. Been, you've been doing a lot. What's been like, when you look back at 2019, what, what are some like well, things that stick out? 2019 was kind of a bust for me, honestly. So like from a creative perspective, um, but from a retouching perspective, it's been fantastic. So um, I don't know. I think my retouching has really taken off, which I'm focusing on. I like my artwork, but um, yeah. You've got retouching really two distinct... I think like with your Instagram, you don't post a lot of your work you get hired for, but is that more of your personal work on your Instagram? It's a little bit of everything. A little bit of yeah, everything? Yeah. Um, the, when I post, I actually probably should have two separate Instagrams because when I post my artwork, I get like a ton of hits. When I post retouching, nobody really seems to care, but I, I don't think that's what they're there for, right? They're there to look at my artwork. So I think I should probably have two separate Instagrams. Yeah, one just for the yeah. waves. Yeah, yeah. So how how have the waves been like evolving? What are you doing differently, or is it just kind of the same process, just different? I think ideas? Um, my retouching for um, creating my artwork has changed because of my celebrity retouching. So I think I'm like hyper aware of like skin textures and stuff, which is weird because usually I just like blur the shit out of everything and paint <laughs> over everything. So like that's definitely changed. I think there's maybe more of a realism aspect to my newer work than there was before, but. Is it hard yeah. now though with the, with not blurring things? Cause you're pushing and compressing all those pixels so much. Like does it, is not it really. hard? No, you no, don't think it's hard? no. I don't find any just... of it hard though. Like <laughs> well, I feel like I could I just mean, sit down and do it. Like I could sit and do it in an hour. And I'm, I feel like I'm really picky of my work, so. Yeah, I don't like I, I push pixels, but I don't know. I also like I just clone a lot. What that would do so. for, like the skin texture. I've never, Not really, I've no. never tried it. I mean, no. I've, I've played around with your waves, obviously. I've <laughs> sent you some, but I've never. That's a really bad, bad I statement. That's an odd. We are in Vegas. So, how are you setting up your shoots now? Like, how many shoots that on the personal side did you do in 2019? As many as you wanted. No, it was really bad year. <laughs> I did um, probably five personal shoots, um, but I have new retouching work every week. So um, my focus has really just been there. 
So I just, I, it wasn't really an inspiring year for me. It, from an outsider's perspective, it looked like you were crushing it. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. I, yeah, I think it was 2019. <laughs> you had, you know, a gallery down yeah. somewhere in Florida. Yeah, I had, I won the Kelby gallery. One gallery. That was, that looked awesome. Yeah, that was fantastic. So the, so I should say the beginning of 2019 was really good. So I came to Vegas, uh, first, like first time ever at the conventions. Um, so I went straight from, I went to Florida to do the gallery show, um, and then came straight here. So, um, and I think maybe I got back and I was so used, like I was so inspired by everybody else. And then to come home and, and just go back into like normal everyday life. I think that kind of hit me hard. And then I have kids. So my kids are home in the summer. So I went straight from like coming here and being with all these creative people and doing the gallery and like seeing my work huge and printed and in a gallery and people were there and like looking at it and admiring it and you're doing interviews with people and then you go home and your mom and your, you know, your kids are off for the summer and you're, you know, running around and beaching it and all this stuff. And so, and then even though I was feeling very inspired, I couldn't really do anything because... Like I have hyperactive kids at home, so sure. what are you gonna do? And then all of a sudden it's October and Yeah. I feel that way yeah. with Johnny. Just <laughs> like super hyperactive. I, you never well, know what's going on. Slightly hyperactive. I mean I mean to that end actually, I'm kind of curious. I think a lot of people would be interested and I'm personally interested. Um, how do you manage those ups and downs that kind of naturally come with being an artist? You know, those high points and then leading into those uh, you call them lower points. Like, how do you? I just, don't. Yeah, I don't. I. That's what I'm saying. I literally feel like from um, probably March until like mid September, I just had like I stayed in my like my blanket fort. I just I, I like there wasn't a lot of communication with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just focused on my retouching because I don't have to interact with people when I do that. So I, I don't. I really don't deal with it in a in a good way for sure. Just kind of push through it. Yeah, as you just have to. yeah, just yeah. just deal and you know move on to the next day and you know and I think then when you're not creating anything new, then you just fall deeper and deeper into it. So then in October, I push myself to go do a shoot and get back on the. Well, what was what was your rolling. catalyst for that for the shoot that you decided to? you know, create in October? How, how did you kind of find the inspiration well, for that? I was part of a traveling dress project. So okay. I okay. kind of had to, cause <laughs> I had all this, all this, um, costume coming in. So I had this big box that had to have something done with it. And I only had like this little time frame to do it. So it was just, just do it and get it done. And then I start to feel inspired again. So as, yeah. as a fellow member of that project, I'm really now curious as to what she did because I want to see it. I'm Since curious as well. Competition. All of the curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're not really supposed to talk about it, right? <laughs> Sorry. No, I think, I think we're all done. I, I mean, yeah. I think we've all I still have the box it. at home. Yeah, what's yeah. what's so. the traveling so project? So within, uh, we, I guess uh, Janelle started yeah. it in, within the pro-EDU community. So everybody that's in it is attached to the pro-EDU community, but basically we all threw in money together and purchased a costume, mm-hmm. uh, like headpieces, dress, crowns. Uh, crowns. Yeah. There's actually two uh, outfits that came with it. So one is like very gold, like uh, kind of Romanesque gown, uh, very fitted. And then the other one was like this black kind like of leather, leather, and, leather yeah. outfit. Um, Chainmail so kind of thing. Yeah. All of us Fun. would get the exact same outfit eventually, um, and you had like four days to actually have it and do something with it. Um, Did you put it on, David? <laughs> I I would not fit 
my arm. Oh my god, it was now so what I asked you. Did you put it on <laughs> David? I tried. I tried. That's how he knows. There's it definitely fit, crowns. Crowns went on my head. Oh yeah, sure. for sure. Me so too. Where's, yeah. where's the dress now? At my house. Yeah. So your house. So yeah. you're, you must be the final stop. I mu- well, um, there I were other people that there were other people that were involved. That it sounds like they backed out. Um, so it's just been sitting at my place since October. Well, I mean, we we've been at this for a year. A long time. A yeah, very yeah. long time. So how many how many artists are part of this? Oh, uh, I, mean, I, no I can tell you precisely if I looked it up, but I want to say I. Probably in the neighborhood of like 40 of us. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, that's wow. fascinating. Like Himmy is on it. Uh, Kelly's on it. I believe Kate was on it. Yeah. Um, you know what I think the dress needs at this point? A VW bus and a driver. And the thing <laughs> just travels on its own. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was don't know it? how much further it's going to be able to go because it was in pretty rough shape. Yeah. So. It, it, it yeah. was really delicate. And, yeah. and then within. That's such a cool idea. Yeah, within I the contest, that. eventually, uh, since we all purchased it together, whoever is deemed so we're gonna you might not even know this <laughs> we're gonna put the images in the community eventually and uh and and have the community vote on who, which one they like the best no names attached and then whichever one they like the best whatever concept yeah. they like the best that's who actually all the stuff gets returned to and it's there that's why yeah. it's just still staying at my house because well, it's not going anywhere that's, one thing I hate about, <laughs> that's confidence one thing i hate about facebook and the group or a group any group right that you're a part of Depending on how you interact with other people online, like you could easily be intentionally not be shown a post right. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Right. Where is this post? You know, like I, I didn't see it. I didn't get the announcement. And they do that shit on purpose and it's annoying. So if, yeah. if like you don't like get in and see it, then like comment so like you can see other people yeah. commenting. You could just well, be I mean, gone forever and we, if you don't, we you don't get to ran it. this in the pro edu community. That's where it started. Um, and then from that, everybody that jumped on and paid the money uh, we have like a subgroup that yeah. is just designed for coordination. We don't chat or anything. In so there. what was no. the initial investment of the draft? Man, I want to say we paid, I think I paid like 120 ish dollars, maybe a hundred bucks, something like that. Um, per person? Each per person. Yeah. I mean, these There's, are, these are quality outfits. Yeah, they're, they're beautiful. And 40 people? Yeah. Oh, so you guys put up some change. Yeah, no, we, that's all custom made. Like, yeah. and we originally had like, leather armor pieces and stuff and through an it, uh, etsy guy and he i guess he he kind of never delivered yeah some so people some people were kind of shady so things dropped Lame. out of the mix yeah. and shady yeah. in what way well like, like some people oh like you vendors. know once it once it yeah vendors yeah. that we had to like negotiate with and stuff didn't work out and yeah. i mean janelle's been amazing amazing <laughs> with it. i can't she has spreadsheets and knows yeah. who regionally in the world it was going to so it kind of stayed within regions um, yeah. and then would, you know, worked its way up north, obviously. And I, it was supposed to go to Europe. I don't know if it has yet or if it, I don't think not, it is going to go now. No, I don't uh, think so. What? So have you guys seen like how many no, images no. have you seen? None of them. None uh, of them. See, I've so seen everyone's them. only got, well, them. you've yeah, seen some. I mean, no, I guess no, because J- Janelle said, post it just like you can post whatever you want. Just scenes, don't, yeah. just don't post it in the pro group. So, so question for the two of you, yeah. Kelly and David, how does that feel? Um, creating something knowing that there's all of these artists kind of at this caliber. Is that something that's kind of inspiring or is oh, it intimidating? I love it. I yeah. love it. So it pushes you? Yeah, oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I want to do it. I mean, I want to do it again. Yeah, me too. Personally, I think it is because uh, like all of us set up our own FedEx accounts and then like we're, we've paid individually for the shipping between it through our own accounts. Okay. Um, and so that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we didn't like chip in that initially as part of the fund um but definitely a pressure game 
I mean, I can tell you from my perspective, not being at the level of our instructors, uh, you know, like you're getting this gown and, um, I mean, I, I had to get it twice, honestly, cause the first time FedEx or UPS or whoever we were shipping it through totally screwed it up and like they were supposed to deliver it on a Friday. They didn't. So by the time I actually got it, I basically had, had to like, send it back. I had four hours with it. <laughs> Had to just randomly grab a girl. Uh, my makeup artist was no longer available because the day wasn't supposed to be there. Shouldn't randomly grab girls. Yeah, well, don't do that. Know, I mean, that's, that's a faux pas. We've been through a lot with the Me Too movement. You can't just... <laughs> Sorry. Playing with waves and So if you guys do it again... Stop. I'll I'll pay for the shipping for wherever it goes. Oh, deal. For all of the shipping? Yeah. Wow. Can I I'm just be involved in this next round? I'm just going to throw it out there. It was like 80 bucks for my one shipping. Yeah, yeah, it was expensive. Well, let's not do overnight. There's no reason for overnight. These were like three, four days shipping. Gary's shipping out at like three-week timelines here. So we're going to talk offline to all the viewers. Can we get this in writing? Contracts, economics. Let's do it. And then I can add that to our insurance plan. So if something, if it goes missing. Right. Well, we had it insured each time too. Yeah. That, that was part of the expense of oh, the yeah, shipping is it was a okay. shortage. I mean, I that's I want to say that the the gown alone was in like the neighborhood of like twenty five hundred ish dollars. I yeah, think. It was who expensive. was, it was expensive. who was no, the I'm saying I can went through for the gown. Uh, so we originally so a lot of this went down on Etsy. Yeah, and I, we're totally hijacking your your no no go for it. Um, no, no, a lot of this stuff was coordinated off of Etsy. Um, I think uh, most of them were like European designers. I think so. It seems like um. Like the, we were all really excited. The original design like had this armor that went with this gown, so it was yeah. kind of Lord of the Rings, like ah, elven chainmail kind I'm of so thing. So into that, and yeah, it, it was beautiful. It just didn't come to fruition, but the gown is really yeah. The really gown's amazing. still beautiful. I mean, it wasn't what we initially thought it was going to be, but it's beautiful. So I mean, that's kind of art, right? We're just rolling yeah. with the punches. Yeah, and yeah, may as well. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So if you guys had to do it again, like, what's the new outfit? Well, uh, there's been different. some discussion. Yeah, there's been a little discussion. Yeah. I could show you. Uh, I mean, I don't know that our viewers will just, share, but just I describe it to me. It's red armor with like <laughs> yeah. this it's huge red. long. Red, like, like what kind of armor like, here? We like, like Princess Leia, Jabba the Hut armor sort of thing. Oh, okay, just oh, lightweight <laughs> armor <laughs> really doesn't work. Yeah. Not, it's not going to protect you from shit. No, no, but it looks good. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. Then the the outfit that that this this is the. The new, oh yeah, the new plan. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'd look great in that. Yeah, just, I just kind of like that out there. suck you yeah. by. Gary would Leia. definitely look amazing in that. Yeah, I just I, can I photograph you in that? Yeah, can I, that I, happen? Yeah. Oh, community, I mean, please request this so that yeah. I can photograph Gary in this beautiful pseudo armor piece. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, yeah, absolutely. Shipping on me. I can, I can throw some pro edu bucks too in the in the hat. We can oh, we'll talk. We'll talk about this because yeah. me and well, Janelle has a plan, and All right. and we've discussed some stuff. So yeah. maybe you and I should talk about this. Don't, don't randomly came plan. up. So <laughs> stop. That's no, good. That's well, no, a good way to get more people involved too, because right. I think a lot of people don't know that it's an option, right? Yeah. So, because who has like twenty five hundred dollars to throw in well, and, I, and get some beautiful outfit to shoot, right? That's a big deal. So. And I think I, yeah. I mean. Personally, in, in my in my community, and I think all of you guys have been my friends on social media long enough. Like this is something that we do kind of regularly is we throw together our resources. Like a lot of times in my studio, I will have uh, a portfolio building day, and I will go buy all the costumes and everything, and then everybody pays like a hundred bucks. Mm. But kind of the premise is, you know, a hundred bucks isn't really that bad. Yeah. But we're doing something that we could never do on individually. Our own. Yeah. Um, 
And, and I think that's the same thing here, you know, yeah. like who, I mean, if there was like 40 of us and we paid a hundred bucks, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, you know, and we wouldn't have done that individually. No. Um, and especially like with Janelle, she was amazing. She like has coordinated everything, dealt with the designers, dealt yeah, with she's the delays, really, dealt she's with done everything. Incredible. And, yeah. And, she, and then like, I just have boxes show up and I have to do something with it. So <laughs> yeah. It's amazing when you're forced by someone else to do something, how quickly you can get motivated when there's a timeline, but when it's yourself pushing you, man, you can just find yourself in weeks of like, I don't, end up I, in I don't a, really want to do fork. that. Yeah. No one's going to uh, yell at me for yeah. not doing that. And uh, I'm just no, going no like to <laughs> act like I don't have to do it and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> well, no. I think for me too, one of the big things is just that element of community. You know, it's very easy to become isolated as an artist. So anything that pulls you in with other artists and creates that collective yeah. is huge. And, yeah. and, and to that end, Kelly, like how has, how has kind of community impelled you or, or helped you evolve as an artist? hasn't <laughs> like anybody <laughs> no no i I, th I think especially coming back to or going to wppi for the first time last year it's it's very inspiring to see like everyone's projects and to keep to know those people per like on a personal level as opposed to um like literally just on facebook or social media and and watching other people's success i i find pushes me to want to do better um it obviously hasn't really worked in terms of my creative stuff this year, but like that's going to change. You know what would be really tight? Imagine a street, a, a cul-de-sac, <laughs> if you will, and just like everyone at WPPI that you love, like what if we all just lived on that street? Can you right? imagine the productivity? <laughs> We've if talked your about were this. Tight? Everyone just like pitching in and buying a castle and everybody oh, yeah. just lives together. Do you think living together or in well, we have proximity? Our own, we have our own rooms. Own yeah. chamber? We yeah. have our own yeah, towers. Yeah, yeah. Better yet, you see, the, you see all the time, like those those advertisements for this entire village is trying, in Italy, is trying yeah. to attract, oh, uh, like, you know, like those news articles. Yeah, where they're like giving they, it away for yeah, like a dollar. Like for they're homes. giving away houses for yeah. like a 10 bucks because they're where just trying to get wait, people. Wait, where are you seeing this? I've like seen that. The yeah. There's whole towns in yeah, Italy that you can get for $10? Not like derelict, but like it's kind of falling apart and they need someone to come in and revamp the community. So they right. sell everything really cheap because it's like farm communities and stuff. So nobody's really, you know, I mean, everybody's coming into urban hubs. That's the way our society can works we, now. Can so. we start a pro edu community in Italy? Is that something that you would get behind? <laughs> I've yeah. thought about at a certain point when we get big enough, then like pro edu city based groups yeah. beca can become a thing. There's a group that have done it in San Francisco. It's like uh, Bay Area shooters. They started their own pro edu group and they get together and talk about tutorials and meet do meetups so that yeah that would be awesome nice. we, sh we should start you know little here's the moment what are they called inception like, is uh, happening right now chap chapters yeah Ooh. chapters we could get robes we can do like <laughs> weird clandestine secret yes. we, shit. Can we can bring back the, the house animals and and really assign them to regions you know so yeah yeah everyone <laughs> has a like a house animal and we'll you know create a history i want to be uh, a mouse you'd be the mouse yeah Ooh, okay. the mouse of the yeah. house mouse. House this, mouse. Is, this is the morning in Las Vegas. This Why? is what's happening Why right now. Because yeah. they're cute. Oh, no other reason. They're just, just cute. They're totes and they love I mean, cheese. I wish you guys could see the look that Kelly just gave me because it's like, yeah. uh, duh. Duh. Yeah, she's like, what are you talking about? What's wrong with you? Uh, Why, am, Why not a mouse? I was just wondering. Jeez. <laughs> what, what, what animal would you be, David? Oh, if I had to pick any animal on the planet? Any animal on the planet. Wow. Even make believe animals. You can come up with, you could be a liger. You know, for instance. No. I mean, if make-believe. That's not I would a make-believe animal. It's a real thing. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. 
Well, okay. <laughs> now I now I'm humiliated. Just really awkward. <laughs> I'm. Thank you. They're all looking down at me right now. I'm. Yeah, I'm sad. I'm I feel sad like there's so much I judgment on this table. I don't, I don't know if it's sadder that he feels sad about that or that he believes it, but yeah. What what animal would you be, Johnny? Like if it's mythical, I think I'm gonna be a dragon because that'd just be balls. Like I get a burn crap i get a fly i like huge like you get instant barbecue when yeah, you breathe basically that'd be tight i mean i after a morning like last night i did wake up with fire breath already so <laughs> i didn't want to say anything but uh, yeah. it was kicking yeah i was rough it David. was rough your breath was kicking like kicking it smelled through the door yeah <laughs> stop smelling each other um i would be a pangolin i think if you don't know what a pangolin is look it up google images they are adorable because you know, I want to be, I want to be cute. I don't know I what this says about me. If I want to be like all powerful and like kill things, and they're like, I just want to be cute. <laughs> it says that we're better than you. I mean, okay, I, think... I mean, maybe you're more evolved, <laughs> or maybe you are. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hierarchy. <laughs> How about you? What would you be? I'd be like a rabid spider monkey or something. Ooh. A rabid spider monkey uh, cross? Like a, no, like rabid. Rabid. Oh, rabid. Like, like you have rabies. <laughs> at the mouth. Like, how does that work? That's like that that's like addicted. Right to, it's like addicted Doritos. I'm just like oh, I gotta have them. Just like cool ranch or nacho cheese. That's spicy nacho. Ooh, okay. spicy. And then cool ranch and you're, then nacho cheese. You're you're a complex fella. But you know what snuck up on me? I don't What's know that? if you guys know anything about this, but wrap snacks. You know about wrap snacks? I do not. Oh. They're at your local ga uh, gas station. Are they like, and there's Dr. famous Dre? rappers on every single. Oh no, I, I was joking, but apparently this is real. Yeah, and <laughs> okay. they're actually, I'm calling it, they're better than Doritos. No, they're fucking great. Yeah, we're gonna go get some after this. Okay, done. Yeah, <laughs> so we can say that. You know a about rap. this? Or is this in Canada? No. It's probably no. not in Canada. No, no, no. It might no, be, you though. Americans are crazy. I'm pretty sure it's not even in have. Texas. Yeah, <laughs> no, it is. It is. It's nationwide. Are you sure? We're gonna, we're gonna, it's going. It's wrap brisket in Texas. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, Kelly, what are you working on now? Let's let's get back to you. This is your podcast. Doesn't feel like it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm uh, doing some big retouching campaigns. So I did a Calvin Klein campaign in December. Um, like and traditional uh, Calvin Klein, no shirts, underwear. Kind um, of thing? no, it's for I think. Uh, is it is Eternity the female perfume as well? Is it both? Yes, I think it's so both. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's, it's it was for the perfume. So oh, okay. it was yeah. So I probably can't say too much because right. it's not been released right. yet. But um, so I did that, and I've done. I'm currently working on um, Meaningful Beauty with Cindy Crawford. Ooh. So oh, I nice. have that campaign. Um, I just got a Barefoot. Um, they're doing like a seltzer thing now. So I got that campaign like literally when I landed here the other day. Um, seltzer is going off right it now. It really is. Everyone's yeah. making yeah. seltzer. Yeah. Oh, so. seltzer. Yeah, lots of retouching. Yeah. I saw that. I don't really know the actor's name, but I think he played Superman. And David, you were Matt showing Boomer. me this earlier. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. that was literally the first um, thing I'd ever done. That must have been a rough celebrity. job. Oh, it was. I mean. Yeah. That ended yeah. up being a yeah. cover of a magazine, right? Yeah. yeah. Generally, yeah. they are. Okay. So. That was. Yeah. He's a ridiculous. That was does cover ridiculously good looking. The um, like my website, that's all super old stuff too because oh. I don't update anything. So I'm really bad about any that any new stuff is on yeah. my Instagram because I don't. But yeah, so that so I think we may have talked about this on the last podcast I did about this set particularly. But 
um, he'd contacted me and said he liked my work and he liked my color grading. And Matt, Matt personally? No, no, no. Sorry, oh. the photo- sorry, the <laughs> photographer that I work with. Okay. Um, and so he said he liked my work and he was going to send me some images and sent me through. I think there was like twelve of them, maybe. Yeah, maybe a twelve. Amount on your website. And yeah. uh, he said, "Can you do them and we'll see how it goes?" And I sent them back the next day and he said hired and. Nice. Uh, you sent 12 images back in one day? I might. You're a beast. I'm obsessed. I just, wow. I literally sit, my kids leave and I sit down on my computer and I just go all day. So let's talk about this a little bit because obviously you're doing some celebrity, sounds like a lot of celebrity retouching and ad campaigns. And we've had a, a another other retouchers on the podcast or finishers um, who have basically talked about how hard it is for them because like these ad agencies and these photographers and um, I guess more movie houses is what she was talking about. Like they have these secure ways of transferring files so Mm. that, and and she was basically indicating that it would be very hard for somebody to do it out of LA, um, mostly with the movie houses it Mm -hmm. sounded like. But how does that work for you? Because you live in Canada and do you live like out in the sticks kind I, of Canada or? Well, I mean, sort of like I'm really far north. Right. Um, I mean, it's not the sticks, but right. I mean, it's I don't mean that not, in a bad way. No, 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 for sure. But it's like, it's not, it's not the middle of nowhere, but it's definitely not like a hopping metropolis either. Um, I think I've lucked out with the photographer that I work with because um, now he refers me to other people, but it's not like, it's not movie houses and stuff either. Right. right? So it's literally just his work that he's like outsourcing to oh, me. Oh, got it. So, so, so you're primarily just, he's the guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, and then like, there's been, I worked so he with, must be hustling. He's doing really well for yeah. himself, but he also does like, he'll work through agencies and stuff too. So he does do work for movie posters and like, um, like Netflix shows and right. things like that. But that goes through somebody else. They don't work unless it's I'm specifically recommended for it, then I don't get that job just because it has to stay in house and it has to like stay local and NDAs and all that job. So, I mean, so this is, this is something I know I've talked about probably with every retoucher I know. And, and that is really building that relationship with uh, a retoucher because I mean, I'm nowhere near, obviously, in my career what this guy does, but I shoot for local magazines. And I shoot a lot of, like, I mean, even during this conversation, I just had a client contact me and be like, hey, can we have the link to our billboard photos? So I do a lot of that stuff. Um, I'm glad you're focusing on the conversation. Yeah, I mean, when I talk about the inability to multitask, like, (laughs) (laughs) see, that's why there was probably a bunch of stuff said, and I was, like, not even in it. Yeah, but um, clearly. How do you, you, one... uh, kind of build that relationship Mm -hmm. and then since you are a photographer as well as a retoucher i think you have a unique perspective to talk to us about when you think that that relationship needs to uh, occur or when as a photographer when do i just need to learn to give up control and say you know i need i need help um so as a relationship from the perspective of a retoucher, like working with another photographer, um, I, that relationship just has to build, right? I've yeah. been working with him for um, two years now, I guess. So, I mean, it's just, it's a progressional thing, right? Obviously, right off the bat, there was a lot of back and forth. But now when he sends me something, um, he he just has faith that I'm, I know what I'm doing. I know what he wants. And unless there's something like specific that needs to be done, he'll let me do the color grading. I uh-huh. like, I retouch 
basically however I want, whatever I think needs to be done. Like again, unless there's something super specific, but, um, from a photographer point of view, I don't know. Cause I, I couldn't give up, yeah. um, the retouching it's hard. for, for my work, but I can understand why someone would want to, because I don't, <clears throat> my, my photography is so personal for me. I can't imagine somebody else doing it, but I mean, if you're doing it as a business and you're like a maternity photographer or something like that, I understand like it's, it's business. You want to get everything done as quickly as possible. So to outsource that, I think, why not? If you don't have like a personal connection with your retouching, yeah. then outsource it. Well, yeah. it was, I think it was interesting too, in, in talking about, uh, basically more or less talking about like our jobs and, and isolating them and a retoucher becoming an expert in retouching and a photographer becoming an expert in photography. And while I think every photographer has that ability to do some retouching of their images, it's not our specialty for the mm -hmm. most part. Yeah. So, um, really, you know, that's, that's kind of what Lisa was talking about having that leap of faith of being like, well, you know, you need to trust an expert yeah. that is beyond you. That's why your clients um, trust you with photos. So, um, the photographer I work with, he can do like basic retouching. Sometimes he does. If he, if he's shooting a man specifically that doesn't need a lot of work done, he'll just do the basic things and he'll send it out. Um, but he has also, um, expressed to me that like his work has been elevated because he's put his faith into yeah. a retoucher too. So, you know, I think as much as he has like the fame aspect of it because of who he is, we do feed off of each other and we right. do help each other grow. So I think if you, as a photographer, you could, mm -hmm. if you can find someone who does help elevate you and, you know, and, and you can resource that and, and get out and do more shoots and not have to worry about all the nitpicky little retouching things. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. You guys have seen the movie. You have kids. How to Train Your Dragon, the animation. Yeah. Of right? course. You know how in the, I think it's the first, the first one that the kids are like, they're paired and they have to like find their dragon that gets paired with them. I feel like that's every photographer. Oh, I agree. Life. Like yeah. they need to find their dragon. Yeah. And like build and, that relationship. And as a team, they're so much better. I mean, yeah, I yeah. think, and I think of people like, uh, Clay Cook and Jordan Hartley, for example, yeah, yeah. like like clearly once they teamed up, both of their games they're like peanut elevated. butter and jelly. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, but I, I mean, from a photographer's point of view, that is really. I mean, obviously, I I shoot stuff that I want to shoot for me, just like everybody else, and I shoot stuff that I'm shooting for business, and half the time I don't even like it because it's it's just the job, you know, yeah. it's it's a thing, um, but. I find it so daunting to even think about trying to find that person who's going yeah. to be that relationship, you know? I like, mean, I think I mean, it's trial you, and error too, right? Just start throwing stuff yeah. at retouchers and being like, hey, what can you do? And, as well. Yeah. Are you able to show your befores on your website? Of, no. How do you feel about that? I don't care. You don't care? <laughs> no. No. No, because I, I mean, personally, I know what they look like before, so I'll but, just internalize that and talk about that as a <laughs> as a marketing tool for you though if you wanted to go out there and get more work don't you think you should be able to show like hey this is like where i took it it, it doesn't bother me i mean like i've done i did um some retouching for olga um and she'll let me show the before and afters right so people can still see yeah what i'm capable of doing it's just from a celebrity standpoint like they oh, have yeah. this image Celebrity that has sure, to be yeah. upheld. So I can't show anything in terms of before and after. I want to, <laughs> but I can't. Um, I'd love to show it, but I can show it. I mean, even with my personal work, you know, I mean, if it, you want to talk about retouching and before and after. It definitely and, sure. seems like um, 
as as this conversation's come up before again too um like showing the before and after is like not doing it is protecting the photographer as well because oh, yeah. you know to a certain degree like he probably doesn't want anybody to see what it looked like before him. oh no like, there, and there's be been real. plenty of times where it's like oh my god this like this shoot was not good i yeah. need you to help me yeah, so yeah, yeah don't you think though it would force photographers to really get better and really like think in the in the moment of the photo shoot of like all right i you know well and, focus and on this i don't want to i don't want to, this is going to be public so it's going to be public so i think this goes to something again that came up yesterday was and and something i had never thought about before was having the retoucher on the set with you like having mm. your retoucher which a lot of people that's not i mean again going back to clay cook jordan lives in in canada you yeah. live in canada i'm guessing your guy doesn't live in canada no. No. um but i never even thought about that so as a retoucher would you would you like to be a consultant on the set to, to notice things like patterns that aren't working or I, that are going to take hours or I don't, I don't know i it's actually never something that i've it's not something I've ever put any thought into. Um, the only thing is like I had a shoot um, that I was retouching last week um, and they were pinning clothes to fit mm -hmm. um, the gentleman who I can't say, but it's not out yet. But right. um, And it was like, okay, you can tell that the pants um, have been tucked up and pinned. So can you like flatten the seam and make it look like it's like a legitimate seam and like those things are frustrating sure. or like his tie. Like what's the little part when you pull up your tie, like this little guy here, Johnny knows, like, you um, know what I mean? Like when you pull like the little knot, the knot? part yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like the knots too oh, big. And oh. like, can we shrink the knot? But it's like, he's wearing plaid underneath. So it's little things like that. Right. But generally it's no, nah, generally it doesn't matter to me. Hmm. I, I, and I don't, I mean, like I said, I never thought about it before. So it's interesting to hear you as a retoucher be like, yeah, I've never really, thought about doing it I'm also like maybe too easygoing with things so, so I just do I, it when can it I comes hire you to be my retoucher yeah <laughs> sweet so on that relationship note, formed yeah on, on that note that exact note um I'm sure there's a lot of photographers out there right now who are listening to this who may be considering outsourcing their retouching where would someone like how would you recommend someone starts to evaluate outsource <laughs> I mean, uh -huh. like, it's hard because, I mean, I get hit up by these random companies constantly. Oh, yeah. Like, constantly Same. I'm getting emails yeah. from people being like, send us your files. Your Instagram feed looks great. Yeah. Let's yeah. And I have, yeah, sometimes it's are on DMs. All, are, like, are they all based in India? No, yeah. not all of them. Like, some people are, are legitimately just, I don't know where they're getting their data from. I don't know if they're, I mean, like, my email's clearly on my social media and stuff like that. I get them but, too, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I'm just curious as to, I've never tried to, but like, it's a daunting thing. There's a lot of retouchers. Oh, yeah. A lot of people follow my Instagram feed and they're just like, I'm a retoucher. Yeah. You want to hook me up at some point. So when's the last time you tried it? Um, well, like I, I usually, honestly, I usually reach out to Pratik to, and he will recommend somebody. Um, he did retouch a few images for me before he completely blew up to be <laughs> what he is now. Yeah. Um, Who's Pratik? But, uh, <laughs> Who even is that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Never heard of him. But uh, um, but now he's recommended me to a few people. I think that's the way it works, though, yeah. right? It's word of mouth. That's how I've worked with other photographers too, because yeah. the photographer I work with says this girl like her her turnaround time's good, her images are good, she's good to work with. So try her out. And so do you do you prefer like just electronic communication? I don't really. Or do care. you ever talk to your people? Yeah, I've talked to lots of people on the phone, so. Celebrities too. That's fun. That's oh really? Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I like that. That's Has anyone fun. tried to make like a photographer's online network 
kind of like Model Mayhem, right? Like right. If Model Mayhem would have continued to evolve from what it yeah. started as, today it would be tight, but it hasn't done really anything. No. Intend- I just take your money. Well, right? It's still up. It's still a thing. It's still a yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But it still looks exactly the same. And it's basically... Yeah. Why the hell? There's so many people there. Why do you think they haven't blown that up? Well, I mean, I think that it's... I, I think it's... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does still to this day. I mean, I personally have a business model to add on to it, but we'll talk about that when we're not on the air because it's <laughs> worth millions of dollars. Oh, but um, okay. I think that millions. the... The concept is is a good concept. I think uh, what happened is it relies a lot on local community. Um, so when you're filtering your searches, a lot of times you have to either enter in a town and then I think it's max range is like 150 miles from whatever zip code or town that you put in. So it's regionalized. It's designed to bring local communities people together. together yeah. um, but there's really no searchability. But I, I mean, there as well, I get hit up by retouchers all the time. Like, I mean, my entire photography career, I've been paying for that thing monthly until like, I don't know, like yeah. uh, like earlier this year, I finally was like, I've literally only used this one time to book somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It was my makeup artist who's now my best friend and like, like love, love connections there forever. But um, that's what Model Mayhem did for me i guess it was worth the money but other than that yeah i think that's that's kind of why though that's why it really hasn't changed you know if there's people who are using it and you know they have that user base there's talking about like you shooting with the traveling dress project you were pushed into it out of necessity so if there's not that necessity to kind of evolve then it just doesn't happen yeah well i mean i think it would i think a lot of businesses like when you're when you have a product that works and it's making you money exactly and nobody's ever complained about it but i mean I, why, I, why change the I just formula? keep hearing about how hard it is for people and how so many people have a hard time finding a retoucher. Even like Seth and Earth want to outsource and find people that they can send projects to yeah. because they only, I mean, time is their biggest, you know, commodity. It's all mm-hmm. of our biggest commodity, but they, you know, only have so many hours in the day. Absolutely. And if they can outsource some of it. It's well, I like, mean, it's, it's like getting on sites like, uh, Beyonce and is that how you say it? Beyonce? Beyonce? It is now. <laughs> Beyonce? Beyonce. Uh, I'm from Texas, y'all, so. Uh, Beyonce. Beyonce. We're going to get on that Beyonce. Yeah, I'm going to get on that Beyonce and I'm going to find me a retoucher. Man, they're going to make it look so good. Um, Beyonce. Yeah. So, uh, like, I mean, obviously, a lot of retouchers post their work and stuff on there, but I think we, we come back to the problem. Um, of people who post before and afters and people who don't because yeah. if i'm a photographer and i'm picking somebody I, a lot of times i want to see that you know i mean i have no idea what the image looked like beforehand i don't know if the photographer was great and they sent it and the retouchers just kind of cleaned it up or if it's all the retouchers work and the photographers basically done not a lot you know yeah. what i mean i mean word of mouth too right yeah so i feel social media's, hard, media is good for that and I've recommended people for things just through social media and through like personal relationships. So, I mean, yeah, I think having a platform would be lovely, but I also think maybe it's kind of a crutch for people to not have to reach out and do yeah. the work themselves. Cause like I reach out to everybody. I have like no shame. I'll reach out to like the biggest photographers and say like, here's my stuff. If you ever need a retouch. I mean, that's how I started doing workshops. Mm-hmm. I just started reaching out to people yeah. on social media. Yeah. And, like, I mean, everybody's accessible. Yep. I think I got it. I, I uh, think I've figured out the solution. All right, imagine we'll create an, a network. Photographers or retouchers put their work up, right? And we, we can't show the befores, right? We make 
and invent glasses. And if you become someone on that <laughs> website, we send you the glasses and you put them on. And when you put them on, it shows it before. So then you're just doing that. Was that, was that movie like you can see the right? lizard people now? Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. V. And, everybody and wins. interactive. Everybody I mean, who wins? doesn't want that? Yeah, you get glasses. It's a fun experience. I'm yeah. up. I'm up for it. That's innovation right there. $50 membership to get the glasses. <laughs> yeah, right? You money, start a membership. Money. We yeah. send you the glasses. They look like the ones... Johnny's wearing right now. They're fabulous. I need glasses like that. You can't see these right now. The bedazzled square Elton John glasses. Yeah. Amazing. You look look great. I mean, you really do look great. I'm really jealous. I put lipstick on and I'm like, I'm so underdone. I almost wore that same shade of lipstick. It would have been such a You can borrow mine later. What was amazing was the amount of time that it took him to do that. Like, he came into the room and then walked back there and five seconds later walked out like that. And I was just like, oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, when you make a lot of bad life decisions, you learn how to deal with those decisions very effectively. So I think that's just being in the trenches, you know? Oh. I just feel like in general, you make a lot of decisions. So a lot of them are good. Some some might not be as good. It's a numbers game. Yeah, it's really. a numbers game. Yeah. Pure yeah. numbers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the traveling dress round, too. That's, that's got to happen. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll I'm talking, talk about I'm it. I'm looking forward to this. There's a lot of, uh, lot of stuff that I think we could do with that. Yeah. Janelle has a good idea. And so, Kelly, one thing I wanted to ask you, because I... Love your work. Thanks. I mean, I'm totally fanboying over you right now, being across the table, as it were, from you. Um, but I think there's kind of like this very aspirational thing, you know? And for me, one of the things that I love about your work is that it's so unique. Yeah. It stands out. So can you speak at all to kind of like finding your voice as an artist, like that authenticity, like what drove you in your own creative direction? And I know that's a vague question, but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's really not vague. It's... I think that we're so focused on what everybody else does and then you're just like running with the pack and I've never wanted to run with the pack. Um, and being an artist, I think, um, photography and like editing software has just given me the opportunity to create things that I see in my head and I don't really care what other people think. So, um, I had someone walk up to me on the floor yesterday and she was like, she was an introvert. She doesn't speak to anybody. And well, when I left you guys, yeah. cause she, she was kind of hovering and the girl that I was with was like, this girl's kind of stalking you. <laughs> and she tapped me on the shoulder and she was like, I love your work. And it's really pushed me to step outside my box. And I have all these ideas in my head that I never feel like I can express because I'm running with the pack. I feel like I need to do family photos. I need to do maternity. I need to do portraits and they have to look a certain way. And like, there's this standard that everybody has. I don't give a shit. Like I have my own standard. I don't care what anybody else is doing. Um, I think I'm really lucky because again, from the retouching aspect, that's what's paying my bills. So I can kind of do whatever I want. Um, I'm not like, I'm not using my artwork to, to pay my bills. It's just my personal stuff. So I, I know I'm very lucky with that. But like even from a personal perspective, like personally creative, I think if people just stopped worrying about the opinions of everyone else, then like you'd see so many artists shining. It's just everyone's scared that someone's going to look at their work and and think it's shit. And like, who cares? Walk around with your shiny glasses and your blue hair and, you know, like who cares what anybody else thinks? So absolutely. I think that's profound. Just, I mean, again, like pushing those boundaries creating stuff for yourself. Uh, I think we all get wrapped up in the like game too much. Oh, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're, th- we're throwing our stuff out there and we're all, you know, we, we had a long conversation yesterday about, well, if we don't get this amount of engagement, what does that mean and how do we adjust? Yeah. And, but I think there is something to be said for just creating your own thing. I, I know I'm never 
happier than when I'm just shooting whatever random thing that I want to shoot, knowing that it's not going to make me a cent. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely when well, I'm yeah, and, and I mean, and not worrying about what other people are going to mm-hmm. think about it. It's just your, yeah. your work. It's your personal work. It doesn't matter what he thinks or he thinks right. or I think. And, and I think that's probably why um, my work is taken off the way it, it has because instantly it makes an impact. People are like, what the hell is happening yeah. here? <laughs> no. And they need to stop and they need to look. But then if that just inspires someone to try something different, I have people all the time like, I don't, I don't mean to copy you. I just, it's like, no, copy. Yeah. You know, if, if it's helping you step outside of the bot, like we literally all just sit in this stupid little box and I hate it. Like break off the sides and just go do your own thing and do stupid big eyes and I don't care, do giant ears and like give them a big fat hand. Who cares? You know, like just do something different (laughs) and stop worrying about trying to fit into this stupid box. I hate it. It's a real, it's it's a real pet peeve for me. I think as photographers, I mean, we, we shoot what we have to shoot so Mm -hmm. that we can afford to shoot what we want to shoot. Yeah, of course. Um, And I think there's obviously there's, I can, you know, kind of what you were talking about. I can have this professional page that here's all the stuff that's going to get me more work. And then here's all the stuff that I just really love and embrace. But even we, and as photographers, you do have to shoot what's going to pay the bills. But when you focus on a creative, the creative aspect of it and getting to know yourself as an artist, I think that affects um, your, your, the creative aspect affects like the business aspect too, because you're more self-assured and, right. you kind of, yeah, and you know what your own style is. Cause that seems to be the big issue with everybody is like, how do I find my style and how do I find my niche? And like you look through the gallery at WPPI and there's certain people that you can pick out their work. Yeah. Um, and I think that when you do creative things and you're willing to just step outside a little bit, that does reflect on like your actual paid work as well. Yeah. I- yeah, I mean, I think you, you create things and then the market finds you eventually yeah. where yeah. somebody will just be like, oh, well, I mean, I, th- I think of it, too, as like the great artists of old where, you know, I mean, those guys were just painting on canvases, whatever the hell they wanted yeah. to paint and then figuring out later if somebody would buy it yeah. or, you know, they were creating their personal work and then the church was paying them to paint, paint big ass mural. <laughs> Big ass. I'm, I'm sitting here gesturing. I'm gesturing. They're just painting big asses all over the place. All right. I feel da Vinci's like we can, lesser known work. I feel like we keep talking for hours, but yeah. we got we to gotta wrap this up, guys. Oh, okay. We got to go. We got to stay on sad. schedule. We got to be completely sad right now. No, I want to keep Kelly. Kelly. I'm not doing anything. I can stay. Kelly's <laughs> We're going to start double stacking on microphones for the rest of the day around here. That works. All right. That was fun. Yeah. Thank you again for. Well, where can we see your work? Um, Kelly Robitaille everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all around. Just Kelly Robitaille. All right. Yeah. Thanks. On the gram, on Facebook. Everywhere. Yeah. All the, all the places. Thanks for on MySpace. Sharing, sharing your work. Yeah. yeah. Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You have a Spotify? <laughs> I have my own personal little like Kelly Robitaille singing extravaganza. What? No, no, just kidding. Totally oh. not. Totally I not. Like, I was like, nobody has time for that. I'm opening <laughs> Spotify right now. <laughs> I'm done. As I retouch, I just create my own playlists and sing and yeah. No, I like that. No, 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 no Spotify. That's the next. We're literally just retouching and taking pictures. Nothing else. Awesome. Sending you all my work from now on. (laughs) Thanks, Kelly. You're amazing. Thank you. Thanks again. Pro EDU is now unlimited. Get access to every single tutorial. Sign up at proedu.com today.
about you. I'll take comfort in that. This podcast is officially over. See you next time. Never stop.